Welcome to Life in Balance. I'm Ken Miles, pastor of Kitchener-Waterloo Christian Fellowship. We all know that life can be hectic, and sometimes its demands can pull us off balance. The good news is that God has given practical insights in His Word for keeping life on an even keel, despite the pressures we may face. This program is designed to help us understand and apply God's wisdom in our everyday lives. Good Thursday, everyone. We are in the middle of an interesting study. We are studying the gifts that God has given us. In fact, each person has received these gifts. It's just that many times we don't see them as gifts, and as a result, we don't unwrap them, and so we don't get the benefit of them. And they're very practical gifts. They're very commonplace. They're very ordinary. But as we have tried to unwrap these over the last number of weeks, I hope that you're seeing the value of them and you're beginning to get the benefit from them. We have looked at gifts of perspective, the ability to laugh, the ability to dream, the gift of a day. We've looked at gifts of responsibility, the gift of work, the gift of money, the gift of giving. Presently, we're looking at the third category of gifts, gifts of growth. We've looked at the gift of learning, and presently we're looking at the gift of problems. Now, that just doesn't sound right. It doesn't have a ring to it, the gift of problems. We don't think about it in that way. And yet, we are seeing that problems are a gift. They are challenges to us. They cause us to use our intellect and our learning and our creativity, our ingenuity. It causes us to look to God. They stretch us. Problems are a gift. They're good. They keep life from being boring. What we need to do is shift our attitude so that we embrace problems and we begin to deal with them. Because you see, you're never going to live a life that doesn't have problems. It doesn't matter who we are. Problems come to each and every one of us. Jesus said, in this life, you will have tribulation. It's going to come to each person. And so we just need to accept that and understand that this is not strange. This is not out of the way. God has designed life this way. He's promised to help us. In fact, Jesus went on to say, in this life, we're going to have tribulations. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Everything that we face as a problem is not a problem to the Lord. He is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. Nothing overwhelms him. Nothing defeats him. Nothing stymies him. God can do anything. And so, just as in the gift of learning, God experiences that through us because he can't learn anything. God is already omniscient. And in the same way, God is omnipotent. There's no problem that's too big for him. He can handle it. And he wants us to grow in his image. He wants us to know more things and he wants us to handle the things that come our way. So, problems are good. We saw that problems are good physically. As you work out and as you exercise, it causes us to be healthier and our muscles to grow. We saw that it works mentally in the academic realm. The teacher teaches us and then sends us home with problems to work on so that we can understand the principle better and how it applies to us. And so it is spiritually. God has put us in this world and we are his representatives and we are to overcome 
and the promises that we can be more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So I hope you're thinking differently about problems, that you've renamed them challenges and opportunities and growth possibilities, because that's exactly what they are. Now, let's look at a few more aspects of this. You may say, well, I've had a problem and I've I've tried to face it optimistically and I've tried to handle it, but I keep failing. I don't seem to be able to get the best of this problem. It's getting the best of me. How do I cope with that? Well, what you need to see is that failure is part of success. It's a necessary part of success. No one says that the first time that you attempt to conquer a problem that you're going to be successful. I mean, there is an old adage, if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. But you might say, well, okay, I tried and tried again, but I'm on the 10th or the 11th or the 100th time here. And so isn't there a point where you just draw the line and say, I can't do this? Well, apparently Thomas Edison didn't draw the line. He was the inventor of the electric light bulb. And if you read his story, you'll find that he had over 10,000 experiments that didn't work. Why didn't he give up? Why didn't he say, this is impossible? This thought I have that electricity could generate light is just not workable. And they asked him, once he was successful, how he overcame all those failures. And he said, failures? They weren't failures. He said, every experiment, I learned something. I learned another way it didn't work. Do you see the attitude here? The attitude that failure is just part of this process of success. Don't let failure get you down. I've mentioned before those of us that have children or grandchildren. You see them try to walk. I tell you, they try and try again and they take a step and fall. They get up and take another couple of steps and they fall. We don't get down when we see this happen. We don't say, well, that incompetent child. I mean, it's tried 10 times now to walk and it's just never going to be able to walk. No, we know it's part of the process. We know that not only are they going to fall, but they might skin their knee a little bit and they might get some bumps and bruises, but it's all part of learning how to walk. And we need to understand that in our spiritual walk with the Lord. Not just our natural walk, but our walk with God. We will fall. We will fail. We will not be able to do everything that we're attempting to do. But the thing is, don't give up. When you fail, have the right attitude. Get up. Try again. This is the attitude that every successful person has. They tell me that when they do training for the salespeople that uh, call you at supper time and want to sell you something, how do they cope with failure? How many of us, we try as politely rude as we can and say, no thanks, I'm not interested, and hang up? How does that person whose job is to sell through telemarketing, how do they handle the failure? Well, they are told that perhaps one or two people out of a hundred will buy from them. And so a good salesperson, a person with the right attitude, they don't get discouraged when someone hangs up on them. They just count it up. That's number 44. And the next one's 45. And the next one's 46. And they know we're checking off the numbers because I'm going to get to that one or two people out of a hundred 
who will buy from me. You see, it's all a matter of perspective, how you view things. And I'm just praying that somehow that failure will not keep you down, that you'll get up and you'll try again. And we don't know how long it's going to take, but the scripture says that patience is needed. James 1 and verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. You see, the very fact that you try and fail is strengthening you in order to accomplish what is going to face you in the future. They tell me that a bird pecking itself out of an eggshell strengthens it to cope with life. And that if you saw an egg starting to hatch and you broke the shell and allowed that little chicklet to be free, it may not survive. Because the very effort exerted to break through the eggshell is what prepares it to survive in life. And so there's so many analogies to this truth that I just pray that our minds would be open to see that problems and failure are not an end, but are part of the process. Philippians chapter 1 and verse 6 says, Being confident of this very thing, that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it until the day of Jesus Christ. God has an overall plan for our life, and he has started a good work in us. If you've opened your heart and given your life to the Lord, and you said, thank you for your salvation. Now, Lord, I want to give myself for your purposes. If you've done that, God is working in your life. And even though we don't understand why things happen, God knows. He's allowing those things to come. Problems are designed specifically to cause us to grow and to prepare us for what he has for us in the future. And so, don't give up. Keep the right attitude. I came across this little writing by William Arthur Ward, and this is what it says. Believe while others are doubting. Plan while others are playing. Study while others are sleeping. Decide while others are delaying. Prepare while others are daydreaming. Begin while others are procrastinating. Work while others are wishing. Save while others are wasting. Listen while others are talking. Smile while others are frowning. Commend while others are criticizing. Persist while others are quitting. Now, that's the attitude that must be in us, that we keep moving forward. Regardless of what other people are doing, we're steadfast, we're immovable, we're committed to never giving up. Now, you might say, okay, but what if the problem is just beyond me? I don't have the ability, I don't have the talents, I don't have the know-how. I mean, this is just something that I can't handle. Well, if that's the case, you've learned one of the first lessons of dealing with problems. And that is, many problems you're not designed to handle on your own. God does not want us to go through life 
independently handling our problems in our own strength. He's put us with other people. They're there to help us. Avail yourself of their help. You know, we would not think of moving a piano from one house to another house on our own. We'd say that's too big a problem. We wouldn't even try without getting help. And yet we try to handle piano-sized problems in our relationships and in our marriage that we were never meant to handle on our own. We need to get help. You know, this is something I wish that I knew years ago. I personally have struggled with problems that now I realize if I had only asked for help, I could have overcome them so much more quickly, so much more easily. And so I just encourage you today. God wants us to be in a network of relationships, whether it's our family or friends or the church, that can help us deal with the problems that come our way. We're meant to get help. This is just a fundamental truth of dealing with problems. Well, I see that our time is gone, but we will pick this up and talk more tomorrow. I'm Ken Miles. Bye for now. Life in Balance is a ministry of KW Christian Fellowship. We are located at 1000 Bleams Road in Kitchener. Take note that we are now meeting again in person at 9.30 and 11.30. We are limited to 30% capacity and are following all the recommended protocols. We are also continuing our online service at 10.30. Be sure to join us for one of these services. To learn more about us, check out our website at kwcf.org. Till next time, may God keep your life in balance.